can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch. The way he Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, father. an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Robbie, and today we're going to be talking about the 1988 comedy Coming to America, directed by John Landis, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Sherry Heatley, James Earl Jones, John Amos. Arsenio, oh, I said Arsenio, fuck. Louis Anderson. <laughs> Louis Anderson, Madge Sinclair, Eric LaSalle, Samuel Jackson, Cuba Gooding Jr. And I think that is Frankie Faison and Body by Jake. So, um, <laughs> did you mention Cuba, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.? I did. I did. Did uh, you, admit. did you mention that, uh, Tom Sizemore was up for a role in this movie, but he got fired <laughs> too many drugs? drugs. <laughs> Yeah, he was going to be King Jaffe Jaffe, but he was uh, he was fired because he was doing too many drugs. Did you guys hear that Tom Sizemore was supposed to be in this movie, but he got fired for doing too many drugs? I think I heard that. I think I heard. I think I heard Tom Sizemore was supposed to be in this movie, but something happened with some drugs. Uh, anyway, um, alongside me is a man who played Joe, the policeman, in the What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. Cousin Benny, how you doing? Good morning, my neighbor. How are you? Um, and alongside us is a man who dropped a very generous donation in the collection box during the Black Awareness Rally. Our good friend and co-host, Ryan. How's it going? Anything for the kids. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thanks, Robbie. And how are you today? I'm good. Good. Glad well, I've been kicking, you know? Yeah. It's all you can be, you know, right? That's it. Um, so like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch, and we are talking about one of my favorite comedies of all time, Coming to America. Um, I believe Benny is the only one who has not seen it, right? Correct. And Robbie, I'm assuming, since we've talked about it before, that it is also one maybe not one of your favorite, but a definitely a very good comedy. What it, what about that? I don't know why yeah, I said I think, it like that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, definitely in the top top ten uh, nice. favorite comedies of all time for me. Uh, multiple yeah. multiple watches and love it every time. So many watches. Um, so thanks for joining us. Um, we, if you if this is your first time, I mean, we review movies that either one or all of us haven't seen. Um, we talk about them. We probably make stupid jokes and bad analogies and don't know what we're saying, but it's fun. So if you haven't already, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us, review us. I think we could use a few more five-star reviews, I feel like, on, on Apple and Spotify. Um, and also, if you haven't or if you haven't haven't in a while, send us an email ltbwpodcast at gmail.com or follow us for cool memes. Do the kids say cool memes these days? They say dank memes. 
dank memes yeah okay um well anyway follow us for those uh on instagram at let the boys watch pod um and yeah i think benny wants to introduce a super cool fantastic sweepstakes we're running benny take it away yes it is officially sweet you've heard of sweeps week it's going to be sweeps month in Whoa. september uh we're going to be giving away a $100 iTunes or movie theater gift card so you can either enjoy these movies with us or you know pick some movies you want to see by yourself it'll be your choice and the way you do that is we're going to hold a raffle and you will get entries based on uh you interacting with the show so every time you vote in one of our polls in the month of September you will get uh one entry so up to four on the four weeks that we we do polls that month Every email that we read on the show gets you another entry. Obviously, you can't send just like fluff emails with no subject and go fuck yourself in the in the body, even though we would get a nice good chuckle out of that. But something that contributes to the show, uh, you'll get an extra entry. And then if you Ryan was mentioning leaving a review on Apple uh, podcasts, we will give you three extra entries if you uh, have left a review or leave a new review. And you can send us the send us a screenshot of your review once it goes up and we'll give you three extra entries. So whether you've done it in the past uh, or not, you're eligible for that. So just take a screenshot of your review and send it to us and we'll we'll give you the three extra entries. And then on October 1st or, you know, whenever's convenient around that first of the month, we'll do a drawing and you will win, hopefully. So, yeah, please. Interact with us in the month of September, and you could possibly win a hundy, a crisp hundy. Buy all the McDowell's you want. Tell me about it. I had to get a fucking second job at McDowell's to pay for my <laughs> portion of this, <laughs> this sweepstakes. Hey, I used to be on cleanup like you guys. Now I'm washing lettuce. Soon I'll be on fries. Then it's assistant manager. That's when the big bucks roll in. Uh, Shout out oh, no, Kanye West a year or two. It. Yeah, he did steal that. Um, I just want to add quick, I guess, maybe addendum to that, Benny. But there are five Fridays in September. So I Ooh. believe they may get five entries. Oh, but look out. Also, if you get paid on a bi-weekly or weekly schedule, you may be getting an extra paycheck in the month of September. So use it to send us money so we <laughs> yeah. can pay for this $100 <laughs> gift card. We're going to be going into heavy, heavy debt in the month heavy of September. Debt. Oh man, we're going in the red. Um, so like I said before, Benny is the only one who has not seen coming to America. So, Benny, what were your thoughts on this movie before going in? Had you had anyone ever told you you should watch it? Like, was it on your list of movies you wanted to watch or what? Well, do we I can give you that. Do we want to do emails first or do we want to Oh geez. Oh my it's god. Okay. That's all right. I'll I'll formulate some more thoughts, but uh Robbie to get the emails for me is palpable. I can see it on his face. <laughs> Robbie just quit the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's not saying anything. I apologize. <laughs> no, I, just, I was ahead. gonna say something, but I don't want to interrupt you because I know you don't interrupt me, so I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, I boy. never interrupt you. No. I'm sorry, but I'm especially sorry to those three people who emailed us and took the time to send an email. So um, would anyone like to read their email first? Do we want to go in the order we receive, we receive? them? Yeah. Sure. If Rob, Robbie, if you're ready. 
I'm ready. Um, Please. The first email we received was from friend of the program, cousin of the program, brother-in-law of the program. Uh, this one came from my brother-in-law, Brian, last name redacted. Uh, very solid email as always. Um, <clears throat> he titles his email subject following up. Hey, guys. Sorry for this long email, but it's been a while since I've written in, so I needed to make up for lost time. First, I wanted to follow up my text message from about Oppenheimer. Benny is correct. I didn't watch it on a premium screen, but I think that forced me to just focus on the other technical details of the movie. The acting was great, and the movie was solid as a history piece. I just thought it could have been a little tighter. It was it was a bit of a mess at some points, and I thought some parts of the movie deserved more time and attention, and some other parts could have been trimmed back. I do appreciate history, but not necessarily that time period. I'll be honest, I wasn't aware of the person, J. Robert Oppenheimer, before hearing about this movie. Einstein was the only character in the movie I was even aware existed. I even assumed Einstein created the atomic bomb, so I had no real foundation for the subject material going into, into it, which probably hurt. My text message was really just meant to temper expectations low for anyone going into it. It is a good movie, and Ryan and Robbie may very well end up giving it a 10, but I just didn't want them to go into it with that expectation. Uh, Benny, after hearing that, your hatred for Brian is still at an 11? Well, let me tell you something, man. He is, I feel like this is heavily passive aggressive towards me, and I don't appreciate <laughs> it. So we're moving the Brian go fuck yourself scale up to 14 this week. Oh my god. The no, I'm, I'm just kidding. It, it, it it's like I said, I mean, I, I can understand where he's coming from, especially um if you if you don't know much about this time period, you feel like you're getting a lot of information thrown at you very quickly. Um, I had a baseline knowledge. I won't say that I'm, you know, was very super heavily educated in in the subject material, but I think that maybe helped me a little bit more, you know, going into this movie. I still like that you guys are the the hatred is uh through the roof. Oh, please so. don't t t tell him I don't want to see his face at Thanksgiving this year. Oh my God, <laughs> he's not going to bring his robot pie this year. So, um. Brian goes on to say, anyways, excited to hear the podcast about coming to America. I think I prefer Trading Places in terms of Eddie Murphy movies from that era, but both are classics. Yeah, I haven't seen Trading Places. I have to get out, get on Ooh. that. One of these days, I might send out a well a wish list of movies I would like to hear you guys talk about, but I don't think anyone will give a shit. Well, we give a shit, and that's all that fucking matters. <laughs> For now, I wanted to talk about one other thing. You guys covered a few movies with great opening scenes, so I wanted to follow up on that. You already covered Saving Private Ryan and Inglorious Bastards, which definitely make it onto my list. I would count The Departed as a 20-minute opening scene where it flashes back and forth between Leo and Matt Damon's characters. This is on the top of my head, so I'm going to forget a bunch, but some opening scenes I loved are Drive, Ryan Gosling being a getaway driver for a robbery and right into the opening credits. Intense getaway slash chase scene, and the opening credits had a great song, great scenery. Yes, Drive is, I mean, Brian literally begged me to watch Drive, and for like five years, I said absolutely not, and then I watched it, and I was like, <laughs> this is a great movie, and the soundtrack to this movie is fantastic, and Gosling is just amazing in this movie. I know, Benny, you haven't seen Drive, right? No. Right, Ryan, I know you have. It's a very, very good movie. Robbie, did you consider getting the jacket from Drive for a period of time? I did. 
I also consider quitting my job and just fucking being a driver for uh, armed robberies. <laughs> but that didn't work out. Don't give up on uh, your dreams. I'm thinking about right. it. Maybe tonight, I'll, maybe tonight I'll, I'll reach out to a couple of boys, see if they want to get a heist going. <laughs> um, the next movie is Social Network. Mark Zuckerberg and his girlfriend sitting at a table and eventually breaking up. Gives you a good feel for his shitty personality and the way his mind works and sets off the chain of events for the rest of the movie. Again, the opening credits right after that and that awesome music score as he runs through the campus. I'll include his computer stuff in the dorm room after that as part of the opening scene. Yes, Social Network. I love score. Amazing. I believe it won an Academy Award Best Original Score. Um, great movie. Should have won Best Movie as well. Best Picture. Um, the Matrix. At the time, it was something I've never seen anything like and was just a cool and exciting scene. Yep, totally agree. The Dark Knight, cool bank heist. Have to agree with that as well. Reservoir Dogs, cool dialogue and cool shot of the group walking together. Again, Benny, that's something you haven't seen, right? Right. I have to, uh, I haven't seen it in a while either. I got to watch that. Um, Inception, similar to what I said about The Matrix, just something totally unique that I haven't seen before. The movie starts off right in the middle of a heist in someone's mind and it just grabs you. Inception, fantastic movie. And lastly, Terminator 2, Arnold first appearing and going into the biker bar. We won't say anything else because we're going to watch that uh, next week. So definitely missed a lot of great opening scenes, but just wanted to mention those. Well, Brian, thank you so much. As always, appreciate it. You always come up with some fantastic ideas. Um, I love the uh, opening scene, you know, montage you got going on here. I'm sure we can add a few to the list, but I didn't think about any. So sorry about that. But again, thank you. Appreciate the constant support and the fantastic emails as always. And I hope the next time I see you is a fight between you and Benny. I would love to see that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good segue into what I was going to say is I care about Brian's list of movies that he wants us to watch. I, I would love for him to throw a few at us and maybe join us on an episode when we, we could, you know, throw down verbally. And then we could talk about a movie once we, you know, once we got pulled apart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Real quick, I, I, he, uh, he's given me a ton of movies to watch, a ton of shows to watch, and uh, some of those movies that he's given me have been some of my favorite movies I've, I've seen. So he's got great taste, and maybe if he fucking cuts it out with the goddamn dishwasher, he can get on the show one time because I've been begging <laughs> for about eighty weeks now between going gray and this podcast. So come on, hopefully. I also wanted to comment quick on his call out of trading places. I don't, I don't know if I like it better than coming to America. It's super close. Um, but, and we'll probably talk about it later, but there is a callback to trading places in this movie. Um, if you guys weren't aware, but yeah, trading places, great, great movie. One of my favorites also. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, thanks, Brian. Should we jump on to the next one, or does anyone else have anything for Brian's email? I'm coming for you, Brian. <laughs> Last what, would the, what are the odds with a Benny Brian fight? I think it'd be, it'd be like uh, under 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the reach. It's, yeah, you know, I would, it's a tough thing. This is how it would break down. I would dodge one punch, get cold clocked on the second one, and then the 10 count. 13 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess I'll read the next one. 
Um, it comes from good friend of the show, Kenny, although I don't know if he's Robbie's friend anymore. Um, <laughs> he's done. He is. He reads off my fucking friend list. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the biggest reason for that is he titles his email. Ryan was right. And there's nothing that Robbie hates more than someone stroking my ego. <laughs> I'm the only one that's stroking Ryan. That's that's right. Don't don't tell my wife. <laughs> um. So Kenny goes on to say, going to keep this one short so Benny's head doesn't explode while reading it. Parentheses. I lied. Sorry, Benny. I had to make Ryan read this because it's so long. Yeah, I'm going to probably mess it up, but I'll kidding. do my best. Um, <laughs> he goes on to say, I was super disappointed watching rewatching 25th Hour. This was a huge movie for me when it came out for so many reasons. I finally remembered it as a solid nine. I had to rewatch it twice last week, the first time to soak it in, and then a second to try and figure out where my memory went astray. First, I thought the events of 9-11 created a subtle undertone of tension in the film. In actuality, post 9-11 NYC is front and center in your face the entire time at points overshadowing the story and all the character dynamics in it, which there are more than enough to sustain a whole film. I did love how Spike gave almost all the main characters a one on one scene with each other. It's not often you get to see that. And uh, I'm sorry, you get to see all the different relationships on display in a film like that. I do, however, feel like this showcased some of the acting mismatches at points. I love Barry Pepper, but he looked like a welterweight going toe-to-toe with the heavyweight champ in this scene uh, with Philip Seymour Hoffman in the apartment window in front of Ground Zero. Mm, I don't know if I like that Barry Pepper uh, uh, besmirchment, but... That was well. That it. was the, the scene that I called out between the two yeah. of them that I felt was kind of awkward. Yeah, it, it was. I just... I just love Barry Pepper so much. I, <laughs> I hate to see him uh, get called out like that. Um, even Ed Norton had some scenes that just didn't hit in his normal standard of quality. I can honestly go on about Rosario Dawson for hours. Like what happened to her mole? <laughs> and only an old white dude writing a Puerto Rican female lead would actually think to name her natural after a line of vitamin supplements. But she pulled it off nonetheless. I was surprised to find out the young kid from uh, the Lower East Side, LES for the cool kids, who got her start in Larry Clark's Kids. Did you guys ever see Kids? I did. I did. Like a long time long, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. And I was probably high when I watched it. <laughs> I probably have I probably have no idea what happened in that movie. I've, I've, I kind of remember it, but I remember kind of liking it. But I think now I'd probably be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, want to say something yeah, so please, please say something. Interrupt me, please. The real cool kids call the Lower East Side the less. Yeah. Well, he wrote less, but I said Lower East Side because I'm not a cool kid. So I didn't want to fuck it up. That's all. No, you're a cool kid. Cut the shit. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, do people really call it the less? The cool kids. <laughs> the cool, the cool kids. kids, too. <laughs> Just me and Benny. <laughs> Um, he was saying who got her start in Larry Clark's kids was a graduate from the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute I had to look that up after a second hour of watching her act circles around some of these guys she's so captivating I'd even watch a Matt Damon movie if she was in it now listen Kenny 
You said nice things about me before, but I can't <laughs> sit here and take Matt Damon uh, being talked about like that because we love Matt Damon on this podcast. Well, what about this? What? He mentioned Rosario Dawson's mole. Why don't we have a movie where Matt Damon is the mole? Ros- Rosario Dawson's mole. And then, boom, we got them both together. We got them together. It's a it. thriller where she's trying to find where the mole went. And Matt Damon is, you know, he's on the run. Just on her face running around. <laughs> um. Also, I have to agree with Benny on the score, not the anti-Islam part. In general, the score was a um, was too over the top and felt like it was fighting the film instead of complimenting it. I would have loved the more reserved variation of a simple string piece. All I just all, want to say, oh, go ahead. I am not a racist. I did not say anything that was racist. <laughs> yeah, no, we know. It will assist. No, stop <laughs> it, please. I'm gonna have to issue an apology video on yeah, Instagram please. Live. Please don't. Um, all in all, the whole film is worth it for the ending alone, which could have been a borderline excessive if it wasn't for Logan Roy's revelatory life lesson. NYC might feel like the center of the universe to New Yorkers, but there is more out there in the world. And even if you leave, you're still a New Yorker no matter where you wind up. I thought don't sell coke for a Ukrainian mob would have been a better lesson, but this worked too. I'm only going to drop it to an eight. Still a B, better than average. Just not the masterpiece I remembered. Any before we continue, any comments on on that? I think me and him. I mean, you know, I, I think I might be the new film critic on this pod. We, you know, yeah. we lined up on score. Same we scores. lined up on the on the actual score of the film, music yep. wise, and uh, we we both had those uh, thoughts about freshly cracked pep. So. Robbie, any comments? Are you you refusing to comment at this time? No, I'm just fucking stewing. And um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. Uh, I don't get it. Um, I was okay with the Barry Pepper slander, but I'm not. I'm not okay with the Matt Damon slander. That's fucking. That's a guarantee. <laughs> um, but I understand. I mean, everybody's got their got their own opinion and whatnot. I was has I was myself hesitant to watch it again because I don't know if I was going to like it or not. But um, I did. Um, I just don't want Kenny on this podcast. Uh, we had him <laughs> scheduled. But other than that, no, no. But I respect everybody's opinion. I understand. Um, I loved it, but you know, not everybody's gonna like what I like, and I'm not gonna like what everybody likes. So I get it. I understand. Sure. But go fuck yourself, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love you. Um, and he kind of wraps it up and says, side note. You guys are killing it. Really great conversations. It's hard to only react in emails. I want to add almost every. I want to add to almost everything each of you say. Well, thanks, Kenny. And when you come on the show, you can. Yep. Would also love to recommend some books and docs for you on filmmaking. To steal from Goodwill Hunting, I'd love to give you an education for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library that I dropped a hundred grand on. <laughs> Just kidding. I never paid my student loans. Later, boys. And then he shortly after that sent, by the way, doesn't seven years only equate to like 2.5 kind of low stakes? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very, very much, Kenny. Uh, much appreciated, especially, especially to me. I mean, put pumping air in my tires is going to make my probably my month 
So I appreciate it very much. But yeah, we look forward to having you on and having you fight with Robbie. So Benny fights Brian. I was going to say Robbie that, yeah. fights Kenny. Who do I fight? That's what I want to know. Well, let me read mm. this next email. And then we oh, might all right. <laughs> I'm not fighting her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our last email comes from my wife. Uh, and it's an email sent at the 25th hour. I like that title. Hello, boys. Love the 25th hour episode. Enjoyed listening to all your takes on this beautiful movie. I agree with Benny on the Terrence Blanchard score. To me, there were spots where it was just too dramatic and epic and seemed like a mismatch with the movie. Listen to the open title or Doyle's walk from the score. It doesn't sound like it's for 25th hour. I'm killing it this week on on getting compliments about the score. Uh, But speaking of music, something I found interesting was rewatching the Jacob and Mary club scene with a good sound system compared to when I saw it for the first time on just my laptop. The sound of Simand, is that Robbie? I think that's right, Simand, yeah. Simand's bra remix coming in and out of the left and right speakers really rounded out that scene for me this time around. Shout out Sonos. Uh, One of my favorite parts of this movie was the fuck you monologue. I know it can be an uncomfortable watch, but it's such a spikely directorial flex. Very reminiscent of his do the right thing, dueling racist scenes. While it's while its main service to the story was the projection and introspection of Monty, it was also sort of a commentary on post 9-11 racism, as well as NYC's love-hate relationship with itself. And while he was going through the phone book of every and all stereotypes in the city, to me, it read like a love letter to NYC, because NYC is its people. Punctuating the movie with the same people from the monologue lined up as Monty passes them by, it's as if NYC itself is saying goodbye to him. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on Coming to America, a classic Eddie Murphy vehicle. How Benny has seen Black Dynamite, but not Coming to America is so funny to me. Uh, and she says, sad my pick didn't win, but hoping this means an Edgar Wright week in the near future. Baby Driver versus Scott Pilgrim versus a Simon Pegg plus Nick Frost joint. Oh, yeah. Oh, your boy had trouble with that one. <laughs> that was good. Bumbling, was... stumbling, fumbling. Rumbling, dumbling. That was good. I was Any... mad. I was just, when I read that, I was mad that I, I forgot to mention the every, basically every race that he ripped to shreds was waving goodbye to him at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. A, With those huge smiles on their face. Yeah. yeah. I do, you know, I, I love her explanation of of the whole fuck you speech. Cause yeah, I mean, for the first time watching that movie, it is a little cringy, but you know, I, Robbie, you know, was, was pretty eloquent with the way you talked about it last week saying how he's just having these inner, all this inner hatred, but at the end of it, he comes around he's like, no, fuck you. You're the one that caused this. So don't blame it on everybody else. Blame it on yourself. I think you're right. I am going to fight her. (laughs) <laughs> because of all the slander in that email no um i agree with her wholeheartedly i would love to do an edgar wright week um i tried to sneak one in this week with hot fuzz but didn't happen um uh, but yeah i think uh any of those three or the cornetto trilogy or you know really any of his movies would be a good choice i think so maybe we'll try to do that and maybe she'll come on and talk about it with us yeah 
I, I do want to see like Hoffa's Shaun of the Dead. I haven't seen any of those movies, and I know they get super high reviews, so I am definitely I, yeah. willing to check those out. Yeah, and Scott Pilgrim, amazing. I, that's not going to win, but I still love it. But yeah, he's a, all his movies I think are pretty great. Um, so yeah, anything else about the emails, or should we finally move on like I tried to do earlier? Love the emails. Keep them coming. I mean, if Please. you want to hear me sound like an absolute fool all throughout the month of September <laughs> and increase your chances of winning $100, I mean, this is the podcast for you. Please. And when you send us an email, put in really difficult words and yeah, like complex sentences, complex sentences. <laughs> a lot of um, oddly spelled proper names and, and nouns would be perfect. So uh, I can't wait. Yeah. If you want, if you want to see my head explode on camera, please do not put Brian was right. In, right. In the subject <laughs> heading because <laughs> I will lose it. Please do that and make Robbie's head explode. <laughs> But seriously, thank you, everybody that writes in. It's we love yeah. reading it, and it, we get so excited. I mean, I know I do. I can't speak for you guys, but I know they do too. Um, when we get emails, because we love watching movies, and uh, we love hearing your guys' takes on movies as well. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, Benny. Yes. Had coming to America crossed your list before was it something that you were aware of that you wanted to watch or you know what were your um thoughts about it before watching yeah i mean of course of course this is a movie that you know is in pop culture so many different things from the good morning my neighbors to you know just uh one of the things i i, I think about when i think of my my good friend brian uh is the you know that post credit scene with the uh-huh. he just always does that and i only like i would still do it back to him but i had no idea what it was referencing <laughs> um until maybe about a year or so ago i found out where it was from um so you know there's just so many things in this in this movie i i know when francisco lindor got traded to the mets he showed up to the first spring training like workout wearing that mets jacket that uh, Eddie Murphy wears in the beginning of the movie. So there's just a lot of pop culture stuff that came from this movie. So, you know, I kind of surmised based on the plot and the things that I've seen, you know, what happens in this movie. But um, besides that, I had no real spoilers or anything like that. Nice. Hey, I know me and um, Ryan talked about it. There's a Action Bronson Baby Blue uh, video that basically is an homage to uh coming america coming to america especially the black awareness rally scene yeah and the buster arms video put your hands where my eyes could see has a lot of mm -hmm. coming to america references in it so now you can finally understand those music videos benny yeah thankfully i've been waiting <laughs> fucking 30 years <laughs> um robbie how long has it been since you've seen it and do you want to give your overall impressions yeah i think it's been uh i probably saw it in the last year I uh, was I, I honestly probably like the first time I saw it was probably like five years ago. I never really watched it <clears throat> growing up. I uh, never really wanted to watch it, but then I forgot what had happened that I just put it on, and I <clears throat> I just loved it from the very beginning. I understood why everybody you know thought it was a classic, and and obviously Eddie Murphy so talented. My overall impressions were, you know. Classic love story. Prince coming to America, <laughs> looking for his queen. 
you know um but i just love movies that that make you laugh i just love movies that have like like the one person plays multiple characters um i think some of the barbershop scenes are one of my favorite scenes in in any comedy movie um yeah my i could go over impressions just a simple easy comedy that you know no frills doesn't really rewrite the book on how a comedy should be it just plays to eddie murphy's strengths and um yeah i thought it was i thought it was a was a great movie and continue to lol every time i, I watch it yeah agree i mean i of course saw it like a, like a lot of other movies but saw it like a long time ago i mean when it came out i was a kid i probably saw it like mid to late 90s for the first time and i mean i don't think i really like fully understood a lot of the jokes um but you know probably around like later in high school um early college i definitely like got more of the jokes and watched it a couple of my friends um special shout out jimmy ritchie last name redacted uh we used to quote it all the time and for some reason we always associated with watching it around christmas i think because some tv channel played it on like christmas eve a number of years in a row i'm i'm not sure if that's accurate but we did whatever um it's definitely one of my favorite uh comedies um i don't know if i would could rank it but yeah top i mean top 10 probably it's it's way up there and a lot of that's probably nostalgia i'm curious to hear what benny thinks or thought um to see if it like holds up on a first viewing i mean i think a lot of it does but i don't know if some of it gets a little cheesy because it's from the 80s so i'm curious to see what benny thinks um but yeah one of my top comedies i love it i love eddie murphy arsenio hall's fantastic in it everyone's fantastic i mean anytime james earl jones just talks i'm in give me that i didn't watching it i was kind of skeptical of if benny was gonna like it because there is some parts especially in the beginning where it's very slow and i uh, and i was like you know i don't know if if benny's laughing i don't know if what he's gonna think about it so I'm, i'm very very um intrigued to hear what benny has to say so do you want me to lead us off here what is no okay (laughs) benny has left the chat um (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was good i thought it was so for me the golden age of comedies is like 93 to like early 2000s like ending at like in the wedding crashers era i feel like everything before that and after that is either trying too hard or there's a lot of like stuff that's kind of corny. So a lot of the later comedies for me are trying too hard. And the earlier ones, they're just some corny stuff. Cause that's just the time it was different humor it was, you know, things weren't as there's maybe four or five comedies that came out that year. So there wasn't a lot of competition. So, you know, that not everyone was on their a game, um, but I liked the movie and I, I felt it. I felt what you were saying, Robbie, like in the beginning, it was a little slow, but, whatever they're setting it up you know they they're really showing you his his life of luxury so i didn't mind it too much um i will say i thoroughly enjoyed the scene um of introducing his bride to be like from the dance to that conversation that they have in the 
when they when he takes her aside um and then boom you're off and running for the rest of the movie so i thought it was fun i thought there was a lot of like throwaway lines that were funny like when they're just walking through the airport he's like yeah we can't let anybody know that we're rich. <laughs> like it's so deadpan it's so serious I won't tell a soul yeah but you know obviously they have all the all the stuff behind them and they're wearing the 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 royal overcoats or whatever the heck, the heck you want to call them um but i thought it was really good uh as far as the score i gave it a 7.5 which i think is 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 good it's a good movie i enjoyed it um but it didn't blow my bees off in any way but there there are a lot of lol moments and a lot of like chuckle moments but it wasn't something where i was like wow this is in my top 10 comedy wise of all time but again i enjoyed it a lot Robbie, you want to go with your score? Or you want me to go? Uh, I can go. Sure. Um, so it's tough on here, uh, for me to not to separate the movies like with comedies and dramas. So like, I don't really want to rate these movies like some comedies higher than some of these dramas. So. I th- definitely think it's better than Princess Bride, and I did rate Princess Bride 8.3, so I'm going to have to go a little higher than that. I'm going to base it on that. Um, I just enjoyed this movie. I think it's it's hilarious. Still watching it yesterday. This, like, Arsenio Hall made me laugh so many times. Some of the characters he played <laughs> was just fucking awesome. I could do... I feel like a, maybe Akeem was... That's who he was supposed to be, like, kind of, you know nonchalant not not showing so much emotion but just being somebody that was not stone-faced i want to say but just was like yeah whatever a little, little dry but um i think all the other bit characters and the the barbershops barbershop scenes and all the characters that arsenio and eddie played really made this movie what it, what it is uh i think john amos was was fantastic as um the dad um mcdowell's hilarious there were some good scenes in there I mean, you could just see Samuel L. Jackson. He was in there for for three minutes, but he was just completely outacting everybody in that <laughs> fucking movie. And I just love how he basically was just playing Jules Winfield, you know, a broke Jules Winfield in this movie, and I loved it. Uh, Louis Anderson was great. Um, as far as uh, plums for me, I'm off to go uh, eight point seven plums. Um, basing that off of how I ranked Princess Bride. Um, Maybe my scores are a little too high. Maybe I need to rewrite my scores. But as far as comedies goes, this is definitely in my top 10. Probably, you know, at 10, I would say there's a lot more comedy, especially like Benny said from the 90s. And especially, you know, it's Judd Apatow, The Wedding Crashers, The Anchormans that are high, a lot higher in, in my book. But 8.74 classic movie, a movie that I can go back to time and time again. So, yeah, that's my plum. Yeah, so I I get what you guys are saying, and I I agree. <clears throat> like, should this movie be, um, in the same rankings as some of the other movies we we rated? Like, when it comes to actual cinema, like probably not. It's not like a better movie than some of the dramas that we've we've watched. Um, but my scale. F- heavily um is influenced by like how often i would want to watch this movie i don't love the fact that nostalgia influences me but it does 
it's it's hard to deny that I love this movie for a number of years, so I can't sort of separate that. Um, but I'm gonna go with nine point zero flat um, nice. for my rating on Coming to America, and a lot again, a lot like I realize, I fully realize that it's in a different category in a lot of respects to a prestige drama um you know like a Shawshank like pulp fiction like all those some of the other movies that we've we've watched and rated but i still think it i love it that much that i think it deserves a very high score so that's why i gave it a 9 yeah and i think that the it's like this is your scale it's not right. we're not you know, writing these and putting them in the Library of Congress is like, you know, the the definitive score of these movies. So I definitely get that. I think, you know, as much as I tr- I want to separate everything and be like, okay, what was this out of 10 as far as a comedy? And what was this out of 10 as a drama? Like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that I'm grading them all against each other, but I definitely, because it is a comedy, it got bumped up a little bit more. But I do like kind of comparing, you know, how these like like you said, Ryan, like what I want to watch it again. How does right. it make me feel like, you know, I, I try to give myself the grade in my head as soon as the movie ends, because, you know, just how much did I enjoy watching this movie? Instant reaction. Right. Yeah. My instant reaction was nine point one. And I was like, you know what? Let me just scale back just a little. Um, but it's still again super up there because i've I've watched it i don't even know how many times like at least once a year for the past 20 years 25 years or whatever um so yeah so good scores so 9.0 robbie you gave it 8.7 yeah and then benny 7.5 nice yeah and i think like we like i was saying like nostalgia plays a big part of this like this was the first time you saw it but it's still 7.5 great score on a movie that came out how many years ago yeah you know and it's the first time you watched it like it's it's a testament to it's like staying power and rewatchability yeah good um all right should we talk characters do we want to do favorite or least favorite first Let let the boy decide Robbie, Robbie, who do you want to do first? And Benny, are you letting him go first? Oh, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no more drama. I already have one member of that extended family coming after me. I don't need another one. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't take much to tell you that right <laughs> now? Um let's go let's go favorite character. Nice. All right. Yeah, please. Maybe we should just set the set the rotation as Robbie always goes first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, so I'll go first. Um, <laughs> let me make sure I get his name right. So my favorite character is somebody who wasn't my favorite character the first couple of times I watched this movie. But every time <clears throat> I have watched this movie since, I have the utmost respect for this this man. And... I constantly come back to him being an integral part in this movie. And my favorite character is Semi, Arsenio Hall. I could not stop laughing last night 
at him being as the reverend and <laughs> just how fucking disgusting his makeup was and how big his teeth were it was just as reverend brown he made me he made me lol i loved that every time they showed him as that barbershop dude he was eating something i fucking just no, no matter where he was black awareness rally munching on something munching on the chicken bone put the chicken bone in the fucking in the giving basket i thought it was the trash <laughs> him as the disgusting girl uh in the in the uh in the bar scene was great him just being semi and just being disgusted at at working at mcdowell's and being in america and just wanting to go home and get his non-royal penis clean um <laughs> He just made me laugh. It's just a testament to Arsenio Hall, man. It, it's a shame that people base him off the Arsenio Hall show or the failed Arsenio Hall show when that show was so innovative for that time. Um, I think he's very, very talented. It's a shame I don't see him in anything else. But he was absolutely great in this movie. Uh, he made me laugh. And yeah, he's grown on me as the, my favorite character in this movie. Like I think Eddie Murphy as a king is a little bit stale. And I think that Semi and every character that Arsenio Hall plays in this in this movie brightens it up and, and makes it a lot more funnier. Help Joshua fight the battle of Jericho. <laughs> Help Daniel get out the lines then. Is it just me? Get off the island. <laughs> is it just me or is like Arsenio heavily made up? What do you mean? Like it feels like his face, like his skin was just so smooth. Like it looked like he was just made up all the time. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. I mean, but, he was he was also young still then during that time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I was just jealous. Probably. I wish I had skin like that. Um. So, well, do you want to go next, Benny? You want me to go? Uh, I want you to go next because I have like three or four people that I can pick. So. All right. Well, since Robbie took favorite actor, not favorite character, I will pivot a little bit. <laughs> and say, but I said semi. Yeah, but then you named all of Arsenio Hall's characters. Yeah, he's just one guy. Semi's my favorite guy. Can't name fucking the bit parts that I liked as well. Well, Arsenio Hall's the the actor. Yeah, but like semi, I said semi. <laughs> all right. So funny. if I if I pick Reverend Brown, is that appropriate? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not picking Reverend Brown. I was just <laughs> trying to bust your balls. <laughs> you really one day you're gonna make me fucking snap. <laughs> You don't want to see me snap. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> um, no, I think, I mean, I, I guess I'll go with uh, so many characters I love in this movie. I'm going to go with King Joffy Jofer, James Earl Jones, just as because everything he says is not meant to be funny, but it makes me laugh so much so often. Like when he's like, what is this? It's a photograph. <laughs> My son works. It's like just the, the way he says everything is so regal, but like so just funny. But it also makes me happy to just hear that voice saying things. Um, even when he's saying mean things like he came here to sow his royal oats. Like still, you know, it's still. I'm just like, oh, James Earl Jones, I love you. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot. There's a lot of characters I love in this movie, so I'm sure there'll be a lot of um, 
Ani mentions if Benny doesn't get all of them. Yeah, there's a ton of Ani mentions for me, but like I'm honestly surprised that he slipped to me. So I feel like I got to take him because Eddie, I thought Eddie Murphy was great, you know, as as Prince Akeem. Like I, I get what you're saying, Robbie, like how he's so aloof but to me that kind of just drives the point home about how like this dude has had no conflict whatsoever in his life ever uh whether it's like wiping his own ass like he mentioned or not having to to hold the toothbrush when he's brushing his teeth like all of that stuff that would cause him to have reactions in this movie like what does he care like none of that stuff matters so like him mopping the floor or you know anything that would annoy a normal person it, it doesn't affect him uh, because he's got that, you know, just that outlook on life. But I, I thought he was funny. I, I love, you know, when he's mopping the floor the first time he sees Lisa in her office and he's just got that shit eating grin. <laughs> he's going back and <laughs> forth. Um, you know, the, the awkward conversation that they have, the, you know, the the scene where, you know, he, he's got all of the the suitcases outside the, the apartment. They just leave him behind. And there's just not a care in the the world how much he wants to have a shitty apartment. <laughs> just like even when uh, Semi makes makes it better, he demands to switch the apartment. I, I just I thought he was great. I'm supposed um, to be a poor man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I loved all the little like the literary references and, and just kind of those great life quotes that he had. I just liked I liked the character. I, I just thought he was great. Yeah, great. And then to steal a to steal a a move from Robbie, all the other characters that Eddie Murphy played were That's all true. fantastic. Which of it, your which of the the many were your favorite? I don't know. They're all so good, and both of them, like Robbie was saying, Arsenio killed it, and Eddie killed it. They both those characters they played were so good. The the guys in the barbershop, um, Randy Watson, Reverend Brown. Um, the, the, you know, the woman at the bar, like so, so good. All of them. I, I don't even know if I have a favorite. I just think like the, the one thing I got from the movie was like, just how much fun the two of them were probably having so much like doing all this stuff. So I feel like that came across on the screen, which, which made, made it endearing because, you know, it just seemed like these guys were just having fun with each other the whole time. I have so much respect for actors that like, how is it like how almost how could you not be laughing that entire time? Like when yeah. they're doing takes, like, I don't know if I could ever not do that. Like, like if, if, if we were in a scene where Robbie was angry, I wouldn't stop laughing because <laughs> it makes me, it makes me laugh. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what about some other Ani mentions? Cause I definitely have a few. Robbie, do you have any? Yeah, go with the landlord, Frankie Faison. Yes. <laughs> it's a shame what they did that dog. <laughs> uh, him just just taking advantage of these two guys when they come in, just putting them in a fucking, basically a police taped uh, apartment <laughs> room when he's uh, yelling at the guy who fell down the steps. You pulling that, that fake, pulling down the shit on me. <laughs> you conscious. Yeah. Uh, I love Clint Smith, Eddie Eddie Murphy's childhood friend who played uh, one of the guys in the barbershop. Um, you ain't never met I'm, Martin Luther the King. I <laughs> see uh, Louis Anderson. Um, but that's about it. I don't want to steal everybody else's th- thunder. Uh, those are all good. Can't We can't forget. Um, I mean, 
can't forget the you know the queen she was great and um the two sisters like even though um oh what the hell's her name patrice is like kind of annoying like she played a good part like it was a good like annoying little sister who just loves dicks like she <laughs> was just ready ready to bang eddie murphy and ready to to fuck what's his name i can't think of his character name hold on daryl yes daryl the, the prince of soul glow <laughs> who's also a great character yeah, I was going to say that one of my Ani mentions is definitely Eric LaSalle as Daryl. Yeah. Like, he just plays the fucking heel so yeah. well. That perm is just, it's just perfect. He looks like somebody straight out of play a haters ball. Like, oh, he's just, exactly. you know, the pampered uh, model. I, I love it. I love his character. I love the way he plays it. And he's just, he just makes you want to punch him in the face the whole movie. Yep. But yeah, that I mean, too, one of my other Ani mentions is, is Lisa. I thought she was great. Yes. Yeah. That's Lisa. Like she, you know, when she came on screen and I was like, oh, okay, this is the guy he's going to, she's, uh, this is the girl he's going to fall for. I was like, I don't know if the, she does it for me, but just the way her character was and the way she, she played it, like it was awesome. Like they had good chemistry together. It, it made you root for them. And, you know, when she shows up at the end of the movie, even though it was super quick, you know, super quick ending uh, and at like kind of out of left field, you know, I, yeah, I was very happy. Also, shout out to the to the older woman on the subway who now has five hundred thousand dollar <laughs> earrings. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're nice. really a prince. I'll marry you. Go on, honey. Give him a chance. <laughs> oh, that lady, she annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> but like, they're all, I mean, every character is so good. Samuel L. Jackson, perfect. Come on. Come on, fat boy, quit stalling. He was so good. I mean, it, for like you said, Robbie, like the, uh, the predecessor to Jules, like you just, you can almost see where Jules gets to come up and it's, it's actually the same character in, in both those films. <laughs> okay, he's so good in this movie too. Um, any other Ani mentions? I mean, we could have probably just like said the whole cast, I guess. I'll give uh, an Ani mention to Mr. McDowell. I thought he was oh, good Cleo. Too. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, he, again, you know, just played his role perfectly. I love him stealing everything from McDonald's. You know, he's yeah. got the operations manual when, uh, <laughs> what's his name walks in. I mean, he just, he's like, Oh, you didn't see what I was doing. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I loved it. He, he was good, especially, you know, at the end of the movie where he finds out that Akeem is a prince and he completely does a 180 on the way he treats him and no. the way he, t he interacts with, uh, Akeem's family when they come, you so know, just good. completely being subservient, but still <laughs> finds that little backbone, you know, when, you know they're throwing lisa under the bus so yeah. even though he was kind of he had no backbone he he, he found it when it really mattered this is america jack <laughs> say one more bad thing about my daughter i'll put my foot in your royal ass <laughs> uh so good um so i guess let's move on and do some least favorite characters i don't know if there's many choices i have a feeling there's going to be a lot of bit characters in this in this one but Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Benny, I think you go first because this is snake draft. Unless you're yeah. traded again. No, I'm, I'll am i keep my pick because I feel like stealing. And I'm going to say Patrice. 
was my least favorite <laughs> character. Um, just because she was she she took the low road in every opportunity. You know, when she found out Semi was the prince, she tried to jump his bones. Uh, she gave you know an infamous under the jacket handy at MSG. How dare you? That's the best sacred... kind of handy. <laughs> that's the sacred. That's the mecca of basketball. How dare you be given handies uh, in public <laughs> like that? Uh, and then she quickly wants to jump on Daryl as soon as he's a free man. So it was so good though. Oh, he, I mean, come on. He was. He looked fantastic. But that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, just the ultimate opportunist and a crybaby at the same time when she's complaining about how how Lisa always gets the good men. So Patrice, slow your roll a little bit. Now keep going. Live fast. <laughs> Die young. Leave a good looking corpse. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. Um, so I had a tough time with this. I think I'm going to go with uh, the Duke brothers. Ralph. Uh, Ralph. Um, Mortimer and Randolph. Uh, the bums that Eddie Murphy gives uh, thousands of dollars to in a McDowell's bag. Um, and once you guys see trading places, because that's where they're from, mm. you will definitely understand why they're pieces of shit. Mm, I like that. That's a good pick. Yeah. Robbie? My, well, my least favorite character is you, Ryan, for always trying to fucking rile me up, always trying <laughs> to question my shit, <laughs> getting, under my fucking, getting under my skin about Semi. Um <clears throat> No, my least favorite character is every fucking character at the Black Awareness Rally who didn't show respect to the young god, the king, oh, Randy good Watson. Pick. Good pick. Great how pick. Fucking, how, <laughs> I wanted to go uh, Eric LaSalle's character for not giving cash, but I love I loved just him throwing a milkshake at a king. <laughs> <laughs> and se- and uh, Semi laughing at him. That was so yeah. But no, how fucking dare you? The man was on a guest appearance of... Uh, that's my mama. <laughs> the man came back, beautiful fucking voice. <clears throat> he was talking about the children of our future. Just to not even give him a standing ovation or a symbol of pause. Like, who do you who do you guys think you are? Like, do you disgust me, everybody in that crowd? Randy Watson, you deserved a lot more respect than that. And I hope you found it when you went on uh, on the road to perform a sexual chocolate because you deserve it. <laughs> I love that chocolate. <laughs> That's a fantastic pick. That is that is the best pick, I think. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, but how can I children our future? That's what chocolate. <laughs> can I backtrack and give one more Ani Mensch to Saul? Yeah, of course. I love Saul. Yeah. Very, Very good, good advice he, he he gave Akeem. Yeah. I love him. He's such a sweet old man, but also a little racist and uh, you know, a little uh ornery. So Remind me a lot of people in my life. So, you know, <laughs> shout out to Saul. Should change the name to the three putzes. <laughs> if it wasn't for Saul, he would have never met um, Lisa. Yeah. Akeem would have never met Lisa at the, at the rally. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, was, as a Frank Sinatra, how old was Jolie? <laughs> Jolie was 137 years old. <laughs> I mean, everyone in that barbershop was absolutely fantastic. Yeah just perfect uh wait what was taste the soup yeah what was his name <laughs> what's wrong with the soup taste the soup 
You don't know from funny. <laughs> oh wait, so who is who is the old Jewish guy? What was his name? Saul. Oh, but he didn't go to the uh, awareness rally because of him. He went because of no. the other guy in the barbershop. Wait. There's in the barbershop, there's Clint Smith, uh, Arsenio Hall, and then Eddie Murphy plays two parts. Who's the... Is that Clarence? Head bar- Is Clarence the head barbershop guy? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking up. What if they're right? I spelled the one who Watson. The one who cut his hair. And was fake cutting Cuba uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s hair. <laughs> Cuba. <laughs> that was so. Like... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Then then Clarence was the one I was talking about. Yes, Give Clarence me. is the he when he was locking up the store. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, you can't go meet girls at the bar. You got to go library. There's good girls there. Oh, Black Awareness <laughs> Rally. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Clarence was him, and Saul was the other guy with the soup. This is beautiful. What is it? Velvet? What is this? Velvet? <laughs> um, all right. So favorite scenes? Okay. Ryan, you want to start us off? Um, sure. I would love to. Uh man, this is hard. I think my favorite scene. I know you guys said it oh, fuck do i want to pick this i know you guys said it was a little slow but i love the beginning scene when he's like getting ready and you see all the opulence and the you know pampering um it's it's hard to pick like a like a scene later in the movie because it's, it's so quick and there's like a lot of fast jokes and then it's like it goes and whatever so i guess i don't know i think i'll pick that even though I'm making a mistake right now. So you guys pick the scenes I should have picked. All right. Robbie, you want to go? Sure. You don't mind. My favorite scene is the black awareness rally. Um, I just love it. Obviously, like I said, um, Randy Watson makes an appearance. uh, Beautiful singing voice. You get everybody basically in the movie. Every character, I feel like Louis Anderson and, and a few others are in that scene. You get the the, the dudes from the barbershop uh, in there just fucking being some old complaining bastards, which I loved. Uh, them arguing over if they're going to put money in the basket. You get um, Daryl just being a scummy son of a bitch, not putting any money in the basket. Um, this is the first time you get to see Cleo and Lisa and Patrice and... Um, yeah, I just love this. I uh, love this scene. It makes me laugh every time. I mean, it's an iconic scene. I mean, multiple references to it, like we said in uh, music videos. Uh, sexual chocolate is, you know, Randy Watson is always, you know, prominent in in pop culture. So, um, I just love it. I mean, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall. I obviously I forgot to mention Reverend Brown just fucking with this with the swimsuit models. <laughs> And then talking yeah, about the load. About? <laughs> I have no idea. It was a black awareness rally. He's a reverend and he's and it's just a swimsuit contest, basically. And uh yeah. Um, yeah, I just love that scene. It's so many different characters played by the same fucking people. It's just I mean, just hitting them out of the park. All like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are just 
on absolute fire this entire movie with, with the characters they played and then the big characters they uh they played as well in this scene so it's an iconic scene and, and it gets better every time i watch it so for me the the broad answer is pretty much any anything that has to do with the apartment i felt like was were the best <laughs> scenes um but specifically it's when uh the king comes to the apartment <laughs> And Semi opens the door and just screams and then shuts it. <laughs> and then just the interaction uh, between the king and Semi when, you know, he's laying down the punishment and, it, and it's starting to click in Semi's head of like, yes, no, this is exactly what I want. This is what I need. Um, you'll so clean just, him thoroughly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to, you're going to have to stay at the World of Astoria by yourself. <laughs> and he's like, just, you see how happy he is. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought really, from then on to the end of the movie was just like banger scene after banger scene, but just the way it kicks off with that, with the, the King coming to New York and, and uh, that interaction with Semi. Cause I think that's really the only scene that the two of them really have together, but uh, that and In the beginning. Yeah. A little bit. It's just like that one or two lines. Yeah. But that and, you know, when everybody gets pissed at Semi for saying that he was the Prince <laughs> and they all just look at him. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, for the with this the semi and the king scene at the apartment, I thought was just probably one of the funnier moments in the film. Uh, like there's a lot of like you said, like the barbershop and, and the black awareness rally that were funny, and there were so many little jokes in those things. Um, but to me, the most laughs per minute I felt like was that scene at the apartment. And the the scene I love right before that when he goes to the original apartment and the uh the guys in there <laughs> yeah. and he's like you're you're not my son i know that <laughs> <laughs> or when he knocks on the door i forget what exactly what he says but he's you like, may end you may yeah yeah <laughs> and then the whole thing i mentioned before with the photo what's this it's a photograph <laughs> <laughs> oh so good so many good lines um so least favorite scene and maybe my favorite is going to be some least favorites but uh benny please kick us off because you went last yeah not a lot of not a lot of least favorite scene worthy stuff here so i'll I'll just go and i feel like this is a double-edged sword for me because i'll explain why in a second but just to how abruptly the movie ends to me felt like all right well that's it but on the other hand, if I think back of like a movie like Wedding Crashers, like, you know, after that initial bad thing happens, that seems like, oh, these two are never going to find love. It's that 15 minutes of like sadness and trying figuring to figure it out. out. Yeah. Figuring out how to get back. And that movie didn't have that. So, you know, while I say it, it ended quickly, honestly, I feel like it was probably the best thing for the movie if it is a comedy i don't need all that dramatic stuff at the end of it so just because it felt rushed i'll say that that's my least favorite scene but i kind of appreciate it at the same time well benny if you wanted to have more interaction with these characters i've got great news for you what there's a sequel called coming to america no way i don't believe you it is there is i might have to watch this film it's not great um it came out on netflix i think like during the pandemic no amazon yeah during the pandemic and it was it was it was fun to like see the characters again but it was not a not a very great movie 
that's sad too because eddie murphy like resisted doing comedy for so long and for that that to be like his his welcome back moment to hear yeah. that it wasn't like as good or close kind of stinks i mean it's how many movies that had a sequel like 20 30 years later were actually that good it's it's pretty rare to to like capture lightning in a bottle like that and then recreate it 20 30 years later or whatever yeah i mean even you know like we talked about arrested development yeah like they waited too long on that and that was only what four or five years yeah something like that but i mean it's worth a watch if you really liked this movie um there's definitely some funny parts in it and again it's good to like see a lot what these characters are up to but yeah it was i feel like a lot of i mean how many movies that were like direct to streaming were like that good like produced by streaming companies a lot of them are just like even the good ones are just it's like it's not there the production level is just just not yeah at a list shit so i don't know but anyway i'm sorry who goes next robbie yeah yeah i don't really have that uh many least favorite scenes i'll just have to probably go with some of the some of the scenes in the beginning that just felt that just dragged on a little bit I think it was like what a half an hour before he even made it to to Queens. Um, yeah, so I would just just have to go with that. Benny, what did you think about the Queen slander in the beginning? What do you mean? Just like them, kind of just like even Body by Jake, just like kind of making fun of them for going wanting to go to Queens. Oh, the, I thought you meant like the Queen Queen, the Queen Queen. Yeah. No. Um. Listen, Queens in the 80s, not Queens right now. So I kind of I understood it, um, especially the parts that they went to. If they decided to come to Sunnyside, Long Island City, you never know. Might have had a little bit better time. Uh, but yeah, going to the Jamaica area of Queens in the 80s, I'm sure. Probably couldn't pick much worse places unless you went up to the Bronx or something like that. So I'll let it slide for now. Uh, <laughs> I will watch the second movie. Maybe they come back to Queens. And they redeemed themselves a little bit, but yeah, I can't get on them too much. It was it was kind of nice though, you know, to get Queens the shout out like that because it could have easily been in Manhattan or Brooklyn, but they showed Queens some love, so yeah, I'll let it slide. And I don't want I just want to tell them, just don't get on the Flushing Bound subway. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> you want to come, you want to go towards Manhattan, you want that kind, you want that side of Queens. Yeah, please don't do what I did twice. <laughs> <laughs> How about that subway in that in the uh, film? Like that was absolutely covered in graffiti, which was, I mean, it's pretty true to life. I'm sure they, they yeah. shot it on like oh, a real. Was. I was actually going to give that scene a, a shout out and, and say it was might have been my favorite. I, I really enjoyed the the subway scene. I thought it was well acted and just kind of cool. And it's just like a a little, you know, obviously not what they intended to do, but it's like a little shout out to old school NYC. So yeah, I agree. Um, my least favorite scene was, and not the whole scene, but, um, at the party at the McDowell house, the Jenks family decided to completely ruin Mr. McDowell's couch. <laughs> like, if you, if you know, you have product in your hair, don't lean on a cloth couch like that. Mm -hmm. the, that couch is stained forever. He'd have to get a new couch. I, I love the drip marks too. Like it's not <laughs> just a blob. Like there's actually drips coming down. It's so funny. Yeah. 
Oh, that was good. And what a what a douche like just being like, I'm gonna just tell this woman that I'm marrying her based because I asked her father, even though I never even asked you once. And then I think maybe my least favorite line is when they go and they're in the laundry room and they're fighting, and he's like, But baby, it's an engagement party. He just <laughs> <laughs> that's stupid what's wrong with you uh you silly bastard eric lasalle uh even so also when when uh he basically calls up cleo and wants to come at, over to the house and he's like yeah come by come by tonight and then when, he, when cleo finds out that akeem's an actual prince he just He's like slammed the door on the guy's face. Get it through your head. She doesn't like you. What don't you understand? <laughs> Can't you get this through your greasy him. head? <laughs> oh, man. I love that. the dog on him. Uh, all right. So is there anything you can think of to make this movie better? I don't know if there's going to be a lot here. I just like I said, just trim it. That's really all the I beginning. have. With this. The beginning can be trimmed a little bit, five to ten minutes. I mean, it's almost it's reaching almost like two hours. And uh I like my comedies to be an hour and a half, hour, forty five minutes. Uh, I don't think two You're like wedding man. crash. I feel like wedding crash is like talking about a couple like two hour plus movies. I feel like wedding there was some parts of wedding crash was like, all right, let's let's chill it out a little bit. So the only thing I really complain about sometimes is this is this length of certain movies. So that's really it. Uh, for me, like, you know, I kind of, you know, again, piggyback off my uh, least favorite scene is give me something in between them leaving and going back to Africa and her showing up at the wedding. Something. A tease, her realizing that, you know, that, that's what she needs to do. It, did, you know, it doesn't have to be long, but just give me a little something so it doesn't feel like, okay, boom, end of the movie and, and we're out of here. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything. The only, I mean, I think the only way to even make it better, maybe trim a few things here and there, but like give Arsenio and Eddie Murphy more characters to play because <laughs> yeah. every character they did was amazing. If they yeah. did more, it could only be better. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of. Well, should we play the game? This is going to be a hard one this week. This is a tough one. Spin the fucking wheel. We are playing. <laughs> Matt Damon casts in what role? How can we cast Matt Damon in Coming to America? I, I don't know how we're going to do this. Can we submit a name for the game? What about just we just call it How About Them Apples? Yeah, all right. I like it. We'll workshop it more. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Didn't, it didn't get a good reaction. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> pulling the name back. <laughs> how about, how about, how about Them not... Apples, comma, cocksucker? <laughs> <laughs> I'll investigate anyone I want, cocksucker. <laughs> How about it's not your fault? <laughs> I love it. Don't make me cry, please. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to watch that movie. Anyway, so what we do is cast Matt Damon, a young, typically a young, strong, handsome Matt Damon in various roles. Um, I'm going to let Robbie go last again because he's been just absolutely crushing this game uh he's batting a thousand the past i don't know like three or four weeks at least so benny do you want to go first do you have someone or do you want me to go 
Yeah, I'll go. Uh, give me Matt Damon as uh, the cab driver. All right. And let's have him pop in for a few more scenes. Like, you know, that's how he's their kind of personal Uber guy. Like, they, you know, they give him so much money and such a big tip after after that first ride that he kind of becomes a little touch point in the movie for me. Like every time you need a few laughs, you know, you need to just see a young, strong, uh, you know, paying off his tuition, Matt Damon, and just get him involved in the movie a little bit more. Fair. He did go with Matt Damon. You think he went to the United States of America College with uh, I think he did, yeah, the university, <laughs> university. The university of the United States. That's why, not, that's why he's not even off. have a basketball team. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's the janitor there. Oh, solving equations. I love Le-pre- it. The prequel. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cast a young Matt Damon in a character's role that we didn't mention. And I'm actually a little upset because I really love him in this uh, film is Oha. Uh, the servant or manservant to King Joffrey Jofer. Um, great singing voice. Obviously, we saw. She's your queen to be. Imagine a young, strong Matt Damon in the role of King Joffrey Jofer's manservant, waking up Akeem in the morning with the orchestra. You know, just coordinating things. Um, probably giving advice. I'm sure, you know, he's like the, you know, the confidant of the, of the Royal family, um, tipping people, you know, paying them off. Uh, just, I would love to see that. Beautiful. Thank you. Fantastic. Robbie. Yeah. So give me a young, lean, mean fighting machine, (laughs) six pack abs quads for days this is gonna be a made-up character but give me matt damon as randy watson's adopted (laughs) white brother earl watson (laughs) randy and earl are a singing duet duo Benny, can you hear him? You can? It's just me? Can you guys hear me? I can hear you, so I don't think it's anything Wait, you're on. in. Oh. All right, I can hear you guys again. I'm sorry. I don't That's know okay. what's going on. Just fitting that it happened to be me again as my <laughs> part of it. My goal in life is to fuck with <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> And my goal in life you know is to not go to prison for seven years for snapping. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you? I can cut that out. Why don't you? Why don't you start from the top, if you want? No, it's fine. I don't want you to cut that out. That's it's nothing crazy. All right. Just give me, like I said, uh, Matt Damon as an adopted Earl Watson, Randy Watson's uh, adopted white stepbrother, and put him in the scene as a black awareness rally, and them going back and forth, maybe singing a little Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> uh, to coincide with we are the children of the future but yeah I'd love to see those two have a little spin off and go you know go on tour around the country and just slay every kind of fucking tang that they can um, and go to any black awareness rally I wouldn't say white awareness rally hello that's a little uh, that's a little racist but I don't <laughs> want to say that 
<laughs> but yeah, just give me just give me Matt Damon as uh, Earl Watson, a singer of uh, Sexual Chocolate. I think he already showed his fantastic ability to sing in Eurotrip uh, with Scott. He doesn't know. That's so true. I, I think um, I think a young, lean, mean vocal range machine as uh, Earl Watson. I feel like I can see him playing the keytar. <laughs> of course, he could do, he could do it all. The guy, he's That's a fucking true. math. He's a math whiz. He's Jason he Bourne. Sing, he can dance. He can fight. He can love. Fuck. He can suck. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> he can solve an equation. Very true. I think this shit is hard. That shit is easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else that we need to talk about? When it comes to coming to America. Oh, shout out Niles Rogers. Yes, thank you. I, I wanted to bring that up. Thank you for doing that. You want to say anything? I just thought I loved I love the score. I love the music. It, you know, give me a little anytime I get a little funky Niles Nile Rogers, I'm here yes. for it. Agree. And it's funny, uh, I was gonna say like too about the about the screenplay, but there was actually a lawsuit that claimed that the screenplay writers stole the idea from someone, but I don't know. I mean, Eddie Murphy came up with the idea and then the two <clears throat> screenwriters who wrote a lot of stuff with Eddie, I think on SNL and stuff like that. But apparently there was a lawsuit and some guy won a bunch of money uh, really? from them. Yeah, apparently. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Like this, the story, the concept of the story is not like that, that original. I mean, it's original, but like, it's like Cinderella, but with a king and going to Queens. I, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the only thing I want to just reiterate is how much I love this movie and how much, how happy it makes me feel. Um, I would have definitely loved to watch um, Black Dynamite, which was your suggestion, Benny, this week. Maybe we'll get that back in. And I would have also loved to watch Hot Fuzz with you guys. Um, but maybe we'll also get that back in on Edgar Wright week. Um, anything else? Get your vote on John Amos for, for actually falling in that scene and then kept it in. He yeah. Oh, when he's going up the, up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. And the, the music during that was funny, too. Yeah. That was a great scene, too. Probably went out for a pizza. <laughs> you know these kids. You know these kids. He throws uh, Aeolian into the lazy boy. <laughs> and I love when then he's talking to the king and she's like in the background, like struggling to get out of it. <laughs> uh, so good. Um yeah, maybe we'll do maybe we should do another like Eddie Murphy week uh, at some point. We'll throw trading places in there and like a couple other movies. Uh, but this was fun. I'm glad I got to watch it again. I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah. Get ready to vote. And yeah, get bucks. ready. Next week we are doing Terminator one and two. Oh, boy. That's going to be a difficult task for me to watch two fucking movies this week. Uh, but we're doing it. For one of our biggest fans, maybe not all of our biggest fan, but <laughs> no, I love, 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 um, love, love. So 
check us out for that. So there's not going to be a vote this week. Uh, maybe we'll throw something, I don't know, something else up there on Friday or something like that. I have them vote for their favorite Terminator movie. Yeah. Do we put? Do we even put in the other ones? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did so, Robbie. You saw both Terminators. Yes. And Benny, have you seen one or either of them? I've seen no Terminators. Wow, I love it. This is my favorite that you're seeing all these things <laughs> for the first time. I know it's it's crazy. I can't. Wait have you seen the Governator? Yes. Have you seen? I was a huge fan of the Governator. Go charges, go. <laughs> go, go charges. charges. <laughs> The best was when that guy threw an egg at him and he said, that guy owes me bacon. <laughs> <laughs> what a smooth guy, man. So funny. Um, so check us out next week. Um, again, remember, rate, review, follow, and send us an email. LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how we did with Coming to America and let us know your thoughts on Terminators 1 and 2. Um, we look forward to hearing from you. So thank you for listening. Robbie? Tell them good night. Good night, Reverend Brown. If loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fuck you, too. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs>